Hello and welcome to another episode of Adam Analyzes. Thanks to Stranger Things Season 3, it made me want to revisit a certain movie from the 80s. That's right, I'm talking about the never-ending story. So, let's talk about that one today. So I think I should start this one off in saying this is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely love this movie. I like the somewhat dark themes throughout the film. And I love the music. The synth music is perfect. Theme song is awesome. Special effects are awesome. Uh, There is a lot of things to like about this movie. One of the things not to like is some of the cheesy 80s, I guess, kid acting in it. But it's easy to overlook in my opinion. But with that being said, let's get on with the plot. Uh, The plot is somewhat complicated. Uh, Bastion Bucks, uh, he is, I guess, more or less bullied by kids and stuff. Winds up stealing a book, skips out on school because he doesn't want to take a test, and goes into the school's attic or storage room. Supposed to be an attic, seems more like a storage room, but who knows, let's not think about that one too much. Uh, he goes and sneaks in there and starts reading the never-ending story. And it just so happens that uh, events throughout the book sort of correlate uh, with his life. It's, in my opinion, a very, very cool, I guess, way to tell a story. Because we have a couple different main characters. We actually have two main characters. We have Bastion. And we have a Treyu. And I think it's actually a really cool idea that everything is happening parallel to each other and fantasy kind of merges with reality. This movie did the whole meta and fourth wall break before that was even a cool thing to do. And for a movie that is back in the 80s, I guess what, 1984? It's pretty much as old as what I am. Uh, It... Uh, does it well it's one of those things that in my opinion it's a near perfect movie and I usually revisit this movie every uh, every year or two it's one of those that I'm not a regular I guess revisitor of films I go and I watch a movie and then I'm done with it for you know a little while this one here it kind of sticks with me and it's one of those that I don't know, I never get tired of it, and it kind of takes me back to childhood. And it's interesting watching a movie that is a children's movie at heart, but yet has a lot of adult themes. And it kind of shows how, I guess, kids may deal with those themes, especially if maybe what's being written on the page also spreads into a person's imagination. It's just a fascinating thing to think about. One of my favorite things about this movie, too, is the fact that it has some fairly dark themes to it. Uh, Basically, all the creatures and things in the story of the never-ending story seem to have a lot of depression and flaws to them. Uh, Overall sadness. Uh, You have, for example, Morla, who's basically a turtle, And the turtle is 
very depressed because it's lonely and with it being lonely it actually created another personality for itself so this creature actually has split personalities and it's kind of funny because at one point Atreyu is asking Morla for help and then the turtle says well he says to the turtle he says basically you're gonna die if you don't help me and then Morla's response is death now that's something different that's something that you don't really see in a lot of children's films uh, for it to have such dark themes and dark things going on uh, but I kind of like that because uh, if you look at it through the eyes of, uh, of a child, then it may be something new to you as far as trying to deal with uh, different things in life, such as death and different things that might occur that you don't understand. Then as an adult, you realize that you may have gone through some of these things and it kind of affects you in a way when you're watching the movie. And it's one of those things, too, that if you're a kid watching the movie, you're going to probably like the creatures and stuff. But then as an adult, you're going to pick up on so many other things that you didn't notice and realize that, hey, this movie is a lot deeper than what you actually thought. It's really great with the way the movie kind of appeals and works on a couple different levels. For all ages. I would say this one kind of stands up with movies like The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth as far as different, uh, different darker themes in children's films that sadly you did not get uh, in I would say like the 90s films and such. 90s films and beyond if I want to be honest with that. And I think it's kind of a shame because these films while having the darker themes and such to them they're also uh, movies that hold up better uh, they're ones that you could watch as a child and as an adult and still enjoy and that's one of the great things about these and sadly it's kind of a lost uh, lost art so if you're here listening to this I'm assuming that you have seen the movie before and I do want to get into, I guess, a somewhat big spoiler. One of the best things about it is that Atreyu winds up failing. He winds up failing and Fantasia winds up dying. Uh, and I really like the way this is handled visually. Visually, it's really neat because of the fact he's on Falcor and it's just complete black. Like, there's nothing... And that's one of the things that's swallowing up the land is the nothing. He fails on his quest and his journey, but it's not really his journey to complete. It's Bastion's. And that's one of the awesome things about it is because it's Bastion's imagination that is going to save Fantasia. It's just a great idea, and I like the way it's carried out here. I don't want to ruin the fourth wall break uh, if you haven't seen it, so that'll be the end of my spoilers there. But I really think that Wolfgang Peterson did a great job as far as handling the different themes and the different, even special effects, 
Sure, some of the animatronics, they're not synced up well. However, the way that Falcor and everybody looks in the movie, such as the Rockbiter, I think it's very, very impressive. And it's all the more sad if you see the sequels. And I say it's sad because the sequels were not very good. I have not seen NeverEnding Story 3, never wanted to see it. I've seen parts of it, and I know that the movie's pretty terrible. Uh, number two is a little bit too kitty for my like. I do like the villain in the second one, and I think it's kind of a cool idea. Some of the imagination is still there. However, the Wolfgang Peterson direction here is sorely missed. The movie just feels like a pale imitation. And it's kind of a shame that we never got a actual good sequel to this franchise and to the original film, and not the franchise, but the original film itself. Because the original film holds up where its sequels do not. And I do know that there was a never-ending story kids show as well as an animated show. I remember watching the animated show when I was a kid. It was on HBO when we had HBO. But other than that, I don't really remember it, other than that it exists. Never saw the other show, so I have no clue how that was, but I'm going to guess that it wasn't very good. But I definitely recommend checking out the original NeverEnding Story again. Uh, if it's your first time, enjoy it. Uh, think about it while you watch it. And if it's a movie that you haven't seen in a long time, I definitely say go back and check it out because it's one of those that it, it always stuck with me, always will. If I have children someday, I'm definitely going to show it to them, maybe when they're a little bit older, just because it might have some scary moments uh, for them. But I do know that I saw it when I was pretty young, and I remember seeing the second one in theaters when I was a kid. So, despite the second one not really being a good movie and not really holding up for me nowadays, uh, I do have some fond memories uh, with it. I remember seeing it uh, in the theater with my mom, and also remember that she bought me the extremely hard game for the computer, which looked nice, but it wasn't a very good game and it was way too tough back in the day. But yeah, with that being said, I think uh, I think you should definitely check it out. Rewatch or watch for the first time comes with the highest of recommendations uh, from me. And I think I'm going to go ahead and close this one out. As a reminder, I do take requests, so if there's something you want me to check out, I will, uh, I will get around to watching it. I do have a little bit of a list, and that, uh, that will wind up falling under some 31 Nights of Frights this year. I'm currently compiling a list for that, and we'll see which ones make the cut and which ones do not. But again, going to close out this one. As a reminder, you can find me on twitter at adam underscore analyzes and you can also find me on instagram at the same handle even though does not have an underscore so at adam analyzes and i got a website adamanalyzes.com 
check out our podcast. We got some fun stuff on there for you guys. Uh, and good night.